This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So a funny thing is happening in 2018 in the stock market. The small caps have taken over. Yes, for the first time in years, the small caps are hitting new highs before the large caps are hitting new highs. So we're getting that breakout in the small caps before the large caps. Why does this matter to value investors? Because as you know, historically, the best performing stocks have been the small cap value. And that's been true by a wide margin, although you wouldn't know it from looking at the performance charts from the last couple of years. But it looks like maybe some of that is about to change. So if the small caps are finally getting their due, a place you might want to be in is that small cap value. I ran a basic screen looking for stocks with PEs under 15, which is my cutoff for the classic value stocks, and that gives you just the basic value fundamentals, and a market cap of at least a billion, so a billion and under. Some people go up to like 1.5 or 2 billion, but I kept it just the billion. And then I added the Zach's rank to it because we do want rising earning estimates. So I added a rank of number one, the strong buy, or number two, buy. Now, by adding the rank, it's really going to narrow down my options here because I was getting pretty many stocks with just PEs under 15 and the small cap. But when I add that rank on, which uh, the number ones and number twos are more limited in number, of course, then it brought it down. But I still returned 88 stocks on the screen. That's pretty good. Now, remember, the small cap stocks have fewer analysts following them. So you really have to do your homework on these stocks. And it kept me up real late at night last night <laughs> doing my homework on these. You can't just like whip them out and go like, oh, yeah, General Electric or oh, Micron. Yeah, sure, that's cheap or whatever, because a lot of them you might not even know what they do. You probably have never heard of the company before. So you really have to investigate. And uh, it doesn't really help you to go on places like StockTwits because there aren't 60,000 people on these stocks. If you're lucky, you might get 500 followers on StockTwits, maybe posting any news that they find. But more likely than not, you're going to get 100 to 200 followers. So that's not really a good source of information either. But that's why these are kind of considered hidden gems and the small cap stocks can be really intriguing for investors if you uh, do your homework and look around. So what was in this screen? I don't think you'd be surprised to find that there were a lot of banks. And I kind of looked around in those because I still like the banks in 2018. Those rates, the Fed fund rates are going to rise, it looks like here throughout this year. And that's good for the banks. The housing market is still strong. So the banks that are doing the mortgages, if you're in the community banks, are still doing pretty well here, even with those mortgage rates rising, although refis are down. But the banks, yeah, that's an area that looks real good. So I was kind of looking at the names on the list. And again, a lot of them were ones I did not know because they're much more, if they're small cap, the community banks. And unless you live in that community, you don't really know them. So I was kind of looking around like, man, maybe I'll check out a few. And then you get some of the banks that have, you know, nine branches in like Oklahoma or somewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, well, 
that's a little small for me, nine branches. I'm not sure what they're doing down there in Oklahoma, and there's no way other than the maybe one analyst who's following them. Maybe you have two analysts for me to really know what's going on there. And there are some great bank analysts who really dig down into what these companies are doing um, at the local community bank level, but that was a little bit too crazy for me. So I stayed away from the banks, but if you run a screen, you would see a lot of banks in there, and I still like those. A couple other areas also represented represented were the home builders again, because they've gotten really cheap. So these would be the smaller cap home builders that I've talked about in the past, but I'm not really very optimistic about the home builders right now. While their business is good and the stocks are cheap, they're facing a lot of headwinds here, including rising labor costs for those construction workers because that type labor market, they're having difficulty finding people to build the homes. Then they have rising input costs because those limber prices are at all-time highs now. And just based on the even the plywood or the lumber costs, it's adding about $7,000 per house onto the home costs. So the home builders are passing that along to you and I, most likely, because they can. They have some pricing power right now. But still, that's a headwind. And especially as those mortgage rates rise, if you're adding another th- $7,000 onto your selling price to that home buyer, rates are higher. It's not a good combination. So staying away from the home builders, even though they're cheap. And I recently sold the one I did own in the value investor portfolio out of there. So staying on the sidelines. But I did find five stocks that I thought looked pretty intriguing. And some of these are really interesting. So let's jump right into it. The first one is called Zag. It's ticker Z-A-G-G. I've talked about this on one other podcast because I did remember it. And they make the protective coverings for electronics under that invisible shield name. So that's what they do. It's on, you know, a lot of the devices. So the screens don't break. And they have uh, pretty good numbers here. So they have a PE of just 11.5. And their market cap is just $450 million. But... Out of the four estimates we have for 2018, three have been higher in the last month off their last earnings report, and they're expected to see earnings growth of 42% in 2018. So they made 97 cents last year, and they're expected to make $1.38 this year. So, you know, I like that. I like the value fundamentals plus the growth. That's pretty rare. So Zag is the first stock. Then I had an energy name on the list. And I was like, oh, great, energy. I really like the energy stocks right now. And this one looks cheap. But then I discovered that it's actually combined with another company in just basically the last two weeks. So (laughs) the stock is Talos Energy. The ticker is T-A-L-O. But they recently combined with Stone Energy. And I know some of you long-term energy buyers would remember Stone because I did. And I was like, Stone, didn't they go into bankruptcy? And they did. But they were in a kind of pre-packaged bankruptcy plan that allowed them to keep operating. And that got rid of their $1.2 billion in debt. This is all before the merger. So that was helpful. And that is why um, Talos you know, ended up going through with this deal. Now, Talos operates in the Gulf of Mexico and along the Gulf Coast. Prior to the merger, I think it was Stone, but I'm not sure it was Stone or Talos. One of them had a PE of 9.3, which is why it showed up in the screen. Now, because of the merger, they're bigger now. They're outside of the $1 billion and under screen. They're going to be about a $2 billion 
company here, but that's still small for the energy sector. So I still like them and I still consider them small, a small cap here. But you're going to really have to look around and see what's going on. And it might even be a couple months before we really know what the combined entity of this is going to be like. But I like the energy, so I put it on the list. So that's Talos, T-A-L-O. Then our third stock is an interesting company called Immersion Corporation. The ticker is IMMR. They have a market cap of $392 million, and what they make is the touch feedback technology. So every time you use that mouse or those joysticks for that video game or the knobs are on various electronic devices that you kind of just press, that's what they make. And um, they've been kind of being pressured by, well, not kind of, they have been being pressured by an outside group to get uh, someone on the board. So this outside group is called VX Capital Advisors. They now own 7.7% of the stock. And on May 11th, Immersion agreed to nominate to the board an ind- a new independent director and VX Capital Advisors with their 7.7% agreed to back this person. So they've been kind of feuding like they, they wanted their representation on the board. So that's been taken care of now. And their first quarter was really solid. They have a PE of just 6.5. And because of that solid quarter and some of the growth they're having here, they have a peg of just 0.4, which I like a, a lot. Again, this is another one that's value with the growth. So they lost 98 cents last year, but they're expected to make $2.03 this year. So that's a pretty big swing. There's just two estimates, and both are higher in the last 30 days. So like I said, a lot of these small caps aren't heavily followed on the street. So the first quarter saw record revenues of $85.4 million. And as of March 31st, they had cash and the cash equivalents of $139 million. So given their market cap of I mean, close to $400 million here, to have that much cash on hand is kind of intriguing. And a few little side things, they have a lot of patents and they enter into license agreements with a lot of people who want to use their technology. And they also have a lot of litigation because of that. Like they're always suing people like you stole what our ideas are and you can't be using that. Um, so there's a lot of that going on. But they did say they recently entered into a settlement and license agreement with Apple. So that went on. And they signed a multi-year license agreement with Robert Bosch Car Multimedia. And that's for car technology and also for Panasonic for use in its automatic solution or automotive solutions. So a lot of car technology is going into this, um, which is interesting because we know from AI discussions that that's where a lot of the technology is going in as well. So that's Immersion Corporation, IMMR. The fourth stock is called the Meat Group, and you might remember them under their former name, which was Meet Me, but the ticker is still Meet, M-E-E-T. So they describe themselves as the largest mobile portfolio for meeting new people. (laughs) So they have apps, basically, both in the United States and around the world, but the U.S. and Europe are their big markets, and they've been switching over to live streaming video, and now they're saying that that Video platform is reaching 13.6 million mobile device active users, and they grew that revenue over the last six months, which ended in April of this year. So six months ending in April, they grew it from $0 to $29 million in that time period. So their most popular top 
grossing U.S. app is the Meet Me app. And in European, in Europe, it's the Love-O, it's L-O-V-O-O. Some of you may know that if you're listening overseas. Their first quarter revenue was up 88% year over year to $37.6 million. And they also have a nice cash um, hoard here. They have cash and cash equivalents as of March 31st of $27.9 million. Their market cap is just $230 million, so that's a nice little stash there. And they're trading pretty cheaply, a PE of 13. And I know you all love this. It's a stock under $5. $5. So it's trading around $3.25. We only have two estimates here. And both of those are up since the first quarter report. They made um, 39 cents last year. They're only expected to make 25 this year. So I'm not sure what that's about. It is a decline of 36%. So you might be thinking, oh, Tracy, that might be a value trap of some sort, but it rebounds next year. So this is one, I'm not sure why the decline, but you might have to look into that if you're interested in this small little live streaming video platform app maker. So that's the Meet Group, Meet, M-E-E-T is the ticker. And our fifth stock is also staying in on the technology side. So a lot of small cap tech here, I know. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Um, The fifth stock is Kohu Inc. The ticker is Kohu, C-O-H-U. And they have a market cap of $679 million, so among the larger of the stocks I'm talking about today. And their PE is just 13.7. So what they do is they're a supplier of semiconductor equipment. So they make the equipment that goes over to the semiconductors. And they said in the first quarter they captured two new large customers. And then they said they have good solid order momentum and good visibility into many of their key markets, including industrials and autos. And also a big deal is that they announced they're going to try to merge with Xera. I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, But it's X-C-E-R-R-A. And that is um, a pretty big deal. They have a market cap or the deal is worth $790. So that would put this combined company at about close to $1.5 billion here, which is still small cap size, but on the bigger sides of the small caps. So Kohu um, actually also pays a dividend yield, which we haven't seen before. So they have the good cash flow too. That's yielding 1.1%. There's three estimates on them for 2018. Two are higher in the last 30 days since their earnings report basically in early May. And they're supposed to see earnings growth of 11.7% in 2018 and 18% in 2019. I'm not sure either one of those is including any kind of merger because they usually don't include it until after the deal goes through. So that could rise. Uh, they made $1.54 in 2017 and expect to make $1.72 in 2018. So that's pretty solid. But anything related to the semiconductors seems to be hot right now, including the service side, which is what these guys do since they supply the equipment. And also the actual makers of the semiconductors, as we've talked about. But this is an interesting take on the semis that you might want to keep in mind. So there are some interesting companies here, as I said. And I am surprised at the number of technology companies because we only mainly hear about the big tech. You know, we know about the fangs, the big, huge semiconductors, um, any of those big, big market cap 
And we rarely hear about these small guys, mainly because a lot of them get bought out. Like the big guys just go in there with their cash and say, eh, we know you're doing something good. We like you. We're buying you. So this is an intriguing way to get into technology on the smaller side and where nobody else is paying attention. And a lot of these, in fact, nearly all of them have real solid growth projections here. Um, I recently heard a comment on the radio talking about how investors can't beat the market because everybody is in on all the news on all the companies. And within 90 seconds, everybody has the same news. But do they? Because I don't think most of you probably have heard of any of these companies. Maybe you've heard about one, maybe two if you're lucky. But I know most of these were new to me. So, And I'm watching the stock market every day and I'm looking at a lot of stocks. So for the average investor, they're not aware of these small caps, which is why small caps are so intriguing, which is why I've said over and over again that if he could, Warren Buffett would be buying the small caps, but he can't. He's too big, but you're not. You're not too big to buy these companies and invest in them. So there's basically some hidden gems. And I just gave you five of the stocks that we've never heard of. I'm sure there's certainly more. And as a reminder, there is more out there than just the fangs. So it's good to look around. And small cap value historically beating the market. So let's recap those tickers again. So you can go check them out for yourself and look into those fundamentals. There was ZAG, which is Z-A-G-G, Talos Energy, which is now combined with Stone, T-A-L-O, Immersion Corporation, I-M-M-R. Then we had the Meat Group, M-E-E-T, and Kohu, which is C-O-H-U. And as always, I aim to bring you good value stocks every week, um, uh, as well as ETFs and other ways you can be a value investor uh, out there in the market because value is getting really interesting here in 2018 and I'm feeling some momentum and I hope you are too. So be sure to subscribe to get the Value Investor Podcast every week so you don't miss a single episode. We are on Spotify now and I know a lot of you have been subscribing over there. So thank you. That's great that you're finding us there. And we're also standalone on iTunes. So you can find us on iTunes under the Value Investor Podcast, which is also Apple Podcasts, as they call it. And you can also get us on SoundCloud, but we're under the Zach's Market Edge over there. So you get two for one over there on SoundCloud if you subscribe there. But otherwise, I'll be back again next week with some more value stocks.